0: Hello and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi there, guys, and welcome to this episode of Geek Thyself for February, or the beginning of February. Uh um, Excuse me. Uh, As you can probably already tell, unfortunately, we are down a heather again. Um, This time, uh, quite unfortunately, uh, she has um, caught COVID. So uh, she's taking some well-needed rest time for her voice. And so she doesn't have a a coughing fit during an episode. So um, she's doing okay. She's double vaccinated, like we've already talked about, Uh, she might have had a booster, I can't quite remember at this point, but she's not in any life-threatening danger right now, she's just still getting over it, Uh, it's just like a really bad cold, which is really unfortunate, so if you feel like sending Heather some love, either in the Nerdsmith Discord or on her Twitter, I'm sure she'd really appreciate that, Um, but... um. We must go on, so that's what um, I'm going to do here. Uh, as I just said, we are now in beginning of February already, which is absolutely wild. Um, so we're going to cover a topic that we've touched on a little bit before, but uh, not as thoroughly, I suppose is the right word. Uh, where we've talked about Valentine's Day um, a couple of years ago, but we haven't actually talked about St. Valentine. Uh, himself. Uh, We might have mentioned it briefly in the episode, but we're going to go into a little bit more detail while we are in the the month of of February because, yeah, why not? Uh, First thing I'm going to sort of start out uh, is just doing a quick Definition of what a saint is, because we didn't cover that last time, and I think that'd be an interesting thing just to get an idea. Uh, so, states are in religious belief uh, is a person who is recognised as uh, uh, having a higher degree of holiness than uh, most others, uh, like a different, uh, a more closer connection to God. However, the the use of the term saint depends on the context and denomination. In Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, Oriental Orthodox and uh, Lutheran uh, um, uh, doctrines, all of their faithful deceased in heaven are considered to be saints, but some are considered worthy of a greater honor or emulation. Um... Uh, While the English word saint uh, originated in Christianity, uh, historians of religion now use the epilogue in a more general way to refer to the state of special holiness that many religions attribute to certain people. Uh, Referring to the Jewish Tisdrak, the Islamic Wali, uh, the Hindu Rishi and Sikh Guru, uh, so all of these, so people would be in the same kind of, um, uh, same kind of like level of holiness and connection to their God and their teachings. Okay, so as I sort of just said, uh, in the Catholic Church, a saint is anybody who is in heaven, but um, the. The term is also when people have formerly been canonised, which is where uh, like, as a, there's a declaration of a specific person being recognised as a saint, uh, uh, the official act of a Christian communion, declaring a person worthy of public veneration and entering the name in uh, the canon catalogue of saints or authorized lists. Um, so... Uh, and it's also used by the church as holder of the keys of the kingdom of heaven, uh, and is therefore believed to be in heaven by the grace of God. So, uh, like small different uh, differentations there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Oh, right. So uh, now that we've kind of gone over briefly the definition and sort of synopsis of what a saint is, now we're going to look specifically at St. Valentine, uh, which is a little difficult. Well, it's not difficult. There is just a few different things that potentially uh, link them together. Uh, In all, uh, there are uh, roughly a dozen Saint valentines and there's also a pope that had the name valentine um, the reason for that being is that valentines uh, valentinus, um, or valentinus or the latin word for it was a word for worthy, strong and, and or powerful and was very popular between the 2nd and 8th centuries so several martyrs over the centuries have carried the name. The official Roman Catholic roster of saints shows about a dozen who were named valentine or some variation of it uh, and and the most recent uh, be- uh, beatified Valentine uh, is Saint Valentine Barrio, uh, Barrio Ocoda, a Spaniard of the, of the Dominican Order who travelled to Vietnam uh, and uh, until his beheading in 1861. Um, and he was can and he was canonised uh, in nineteen eighty eight uh, by John Paul II. Uh, there was a, even a Pope uh, Valentine. Though little is known about them, and they served for about forty days uh, around uh, 8- hundred twenty seven A.D. So, uh, so but the one we're specifically uh, looking at is uh, the uh, the Saint Valentine of Rome. So. <clears throat> Uh, and he was a third-century Roman saint. Uh, commemorated in the Western Christianity on the February fourteenth, and in the Eastern Orthodoxy on July sixth. Uh, from the High Middle Ages, his saint's day has been associated with uh, the tradition of, the tradition of courtly love. Uh, he is also the patron saint of Tema, uh, epilepsy, and beekeepers. Surprisingly uh he was a clergyman uh like a priest or a bishop and in the roman uh, empire who uh, ministered uh, to persecuted christians so the the persecution of the christians within the roman empire was uh from the beginning of the 1st century AD to the ending of the 4th originally a polytheistic empire with the tradition of roman paganism uh, as christianity spread through the empire it came into ide- ideological conflict with the imperial cult of ancient Rome. Uh, pagan practices, such as making sacrifices to the defiled emperors of other gods, were abhorrent to Christians as their beliefs prohibited uh, idolatry. Um, so, uh, that was where there was definitely some issues there. What was I getting at? Uh, he was martyred and his body was buried at a Christian cemetery in uh, on the Via Flamigra, Flaminga on February of the 14th, which has been observed as the Feast of St. Valentine or St. Valentine's Day since 496 AD. Uh, relics of him were kept uh, in the church and catacombs of St. Valentino in Rome, uh, which you can also... I remember just reading this. Uh, you can find a uh, valentine school in rome uh, uh the flower dawn school of saint valentine is on display in the the bastilla of santa maria in Cosmid in rome in the elite Early 1800s, the excavation of the catacomb near Rome yielded skeletal remains and other relics now associated with St. Valentine. Uh, as is customary, these bits and pieces in the, the late saint's body have been distributed uh, to reliquaries around the world. You'll find other bits of St. Valentine's skeleton on display in the Czech Republic, Ireland, Scotland, France, and England, which is quite interesting that they've got bits of him on display pretty much everywhere. Uh, So, it's called, yep, Uh, 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 this hand... At least two different St. Valentine's are mentioned in the early martyr, martyrologies for St. Valentine of Rome, along with St. Valentine of Turney. Abstracts of the Acts of the two saints were in nearly every church and monastery in Europe. Uh, the Those two stories are actually very, very close in, uh, in how they progress, so some people think that it could be referred to one person or it could be referred to two like he's just said. Um uh so the official recognized Roman Catholic one is uh to be a real person who died in uh two hundred and seventy AD, whoever his true identity was questioned as early as four hundred and ninety six, who referred uh uh who referred the murder and his acts to being known owned by God. One account from the 1400s also describes Valentine as a temple priest who was beheaded near Rome by the Emperor Claudius II for helping Christian couples wed. Uh, A different account to claim Valentine was uh, the Bishop of Turney, who also uh, martyred by Claudius uh, uh, the second on the outskirts of Rome because of the similarities of those accounts it's thought they might refer to the same person and enough confusion surrounds the true identity of St Valentine that the Catholic Church discontinued uh, literal veneration of him in 1969 though his name remains on the list of officially recognized saints okay so uh, but yeah those two particular saints and uh, it's very similar how their stories are, but we're not sure if it's the actual same person or not. Uh Saint Valentine is commemorated in the Anglican Communion and the lutherian churches is on February the 14th. And in the other ones, like I said, the Eastern Orthodox Church and he is recognized on July the 6th, which we mentioned earlier. Uh in addition, the Eastern Orthodox Church reverses a feast of uh Hero Martyr Valentine, Bishop of Inter. Mara on July the 30th in 1969 the Roman church removed his name from the general Roman calendar leaving uh, um, Yeah, we already covered that bit uh, the Roman Catholic Church continues to recognize him as a saint, listing him uh, as such on February fourteenth, and authorizing liturgical veneration of him on February fourteenth in any place where that day is not devoted to some other oblig- obligatory celebration in accordance with the rule that such a day, the mass may be on that uh, any saint listed. All right. <clears throat> okay. So we'll cover some. Uh, a a couple more details and then we'll go into the mid-roll This episode could be a little shorter than normal but we'll see how it all goes Okay, but first off we have the attributes for St. Valentine Uh, There are quite a few that get attributed to him Uh, uh, These are sort of symbols that the church and sort of saints uh, have for specific ones and for Valentine There are birds, roses, uh, a bishop with a disabled person, or a child with uh, oh, just epilepsy. Uh, epilepsy. It's not epilepsy, but it's early Lefacy. Elef- elef- uh. uh, uh uh, bishop with a rooster nearby, Bishop adoring, refusing to adore an idol, uh, Bishop being beheaded, Priest bearing a sword, Priest holding the sun, uh, and Priest giving sight to a blind girl which we will get to in a small little bit uh, and uh, the patronage uh, what he is a saint patron of is uh, officiant uh, couples uh, uh, against fainting, beekeepers, happy marriages, love, uh mentally ill uh plague uh levos uh, uh or levzon is a Greek island. Uh so yeah a Pinch of, of an island. Okay, so um oh that's something uh, just before we go to that bit uh- yeah. Okay. So we'll cover the the blindness uh, bit just before we go into the mid roll, uh, which is in his testimony. Uh so, common stories describe St. Valentine as a priest of Rome or as the former bishop of Terni, uh, an important town in Umbria in central Italy. While under house arrest of Judge uh, Asterius and discussing his faith with him, Valentinus, the Latin version of his name, was discuss- discussing the valid- validity of Jesus. The judge put Valentine's to te- uh, Valentine Valentinus to the test and brought him the judge's adoptive blind daughter. If Valentinus uh, succeeded in restoring the girl's sight, Asturias would do whatever he asked. Valentinus, praying to God, laid his hands on uh, her eyes and the child's vision was restored. Immediately humbled, the judge asked Valentinus... uh, What he should do, Valentinos replied that all of the idols around the judge's house should be broken and that the judge should fast for three days and then undergo the Christian uh, sacrament of baptism. Get baptised in the Christian faith. The judge obeyed and as a result of the fasting and prayer uh, freed all the Christian inmates uh, under his authority. The judge, his family and his 44 member household of all... uh, uh, of adult uh, founding members in service were, were baptized. Valentinus was later arrested again for continuing to evangelize and was sent uh, to, the, uh, to the prefect of Rome, to the emperor uh, Claudius uh, Gothicus or Claudius II. Uh, Claudius took a liking, liking to him until Valentinus tried to convince Claudius to embrace Christianity, whereupon uh, Claudius refused and commended Valentinus to death. Commanding that Valentinus uh, either renounce his faith or that he would be beaten with clubs and beheaded. Uh, Valentinus obviously refused and Claudius', uh, and Claudius uh, command was executed outside the Flaminian gate on February the 14th in, two, in 269 and he was uh, roughly 42 to 43 when that happened so that's where the the blindness comes from in uh, in his sort of um, attributes Alright, hi guys welcome to this week's uh, mid-roll excuse me Uh, I'll be covering covering both halves of it because Heather is obviously it's still not here. So first uh, I'm going to take what Heather normally talks about and talk about worldanvil.com. WorldAnvil is the most robust campaign management uh, software website uh, that we have Found in sort of looking for ones for our D&D games. Uh, my current DM uh, uses it as well to create our current world, and we have absolutely been loving uh, all the extra bits we can put into our character sheets and building into the world as we've been playing. It's got so many. Uh, functions in there like uh, creating maps and uh, with like um, key markers and key places, relationships with different people in 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 the NPC sheets or the player sheets and that kind of thing. Uh, it's got so many different features that uh, that are all free. Uh, there's a bunch of them that are free, uh, and then there are also uh, paid uh, options which you can look at uh, after you've had a look at the free version, uh, there's already a bunch of stuff to get uh, to get your uh, thoughts into with the free stuff, but uh, perhaps there's a few specific things that you want that they do offer uh, in the, the paid tiers, they're, they're always uh, putting out your updates for it, it's perfect for campaign management, for book writing, uh, anything like that, uh, and yeah, that's uh, worldanvil.com. Other people we love uh, to talk about include the the fine folks at Die Hard Dice. Uh, uh, Yeah, They create uh, dice for the most part. They uh, have specialized in their own metal dice molds which uh, they've been working on for many years now. They have so many different types of metal dice. They've got their plain sets or uh, standard color sets. Then they have their Spellwiner series with the dual colors. Uh, they're multi-class metal d20s, which um, are magnetic and click together so you can have uh, two different sides of the, the dice on them Which are wonderful. Uh, they have great accessories like their squad of rolling for portable the D- D&D or RPG games and just for storage and rolls out to be a dice roll mat way for uh, for when you need to use it as well, they have other accessories for games like um, metal tokens for for other teachy, other tabletop uh, games, uh, and they have free shipping domestically for your for the US folks, and they have discounted shipping for elsewhere. Uh, okay, uh, and the code, I believe it's the same code as before. Uh, Uh, Yeah, Uh, NerdSmith22 is the the code for, I I assume, this year, Uh, Being it's it's just got 22, and that gives you 10% off uh, your next order with them. Uh, We love them, and if you want to roll with the best, all you need to do is go to castledyehard at dieharddice.com. Sorry, that that kind of wore out my voice. Uh, way we're going to go back into the episode there isn't too much more to talk about but uh we can definitely wrap up on some bits and then yeah uh we'll get we'll get back into it now all right uh welcome back guys from the mid-roll um there is actually a another version of the person who was cured from blameless which in uh, in this case, would be one of his uh, jailer's daughters who uh, he had befriended um, from uh, from his time in uh, waiting for her to be executed, and uh, he then healed her from blindness. Uh, and also another common legend associated with this version is uh, that he signed a letter, quote, from your Valentine um, to uh, the daughter, which is where. Um uh, 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 you know, uh, Valentine's Day cards come from. I don't know why I struggled to to sort of get that out, but it, it just wasn't coming. Also, in this particular version, it was that he was defiling the Emperor's orders and secretly marrying couples to spare them to spare the husband from going to war, as um uh, Claudius II um, definitely, uh, had quite a few wars during his tenure and was running out of soldiers in this particular version. Uh, both are legends, um, but they're both widely sort of spread around. <clears throat> all right, all right. Uh, so within the other legends for Saint Valentine, it also uh, uh, obviously we've just mentioned that. Uh, one of them was because soldiers were sparse, and that's why people weren't allowed to get married, to avoid being drafted in into service. Uh, this account uh, also mentions, quote, "...to remind these men of their vows, and God's love, St Valentine is said to have cut hearts from parchment, uh, giving them to these persecuted Christians, and this is a possible origin of the widespread use of hearts on St Valentine's Day itself." Uh, uh, as for churches that, na- that are named after St. Valentine, which is the next sort of bit uh, in this article. Uh, there are many different churches uh, dedicated to Saint Valentine in countries such as Italy. St. Valentine was venerated no more than, uh, was no more than other Christian martyrs and saints. A fifth or sixth century work called uh, Passio Merial et Marathane uh, made up a legend about Saint Valentine's uh, Bastilla being dedicated to Saint Valentine in Rome. Um, this um, this church was really named after the fourth century tribune called tribune called Valentino, who donated the land on which it was built. It hosted uh, the martyrs' relics until the thirteenth century, when they trans- were transferred to Santa par- Prasede, Prasede maybe, in the ancient uh, Basila, uh, and the ancient basilica decayed. Uh, St. Valentine's Church in Rome, built in 1960 uh, for the needs of the Olympic Village, uh, continued as a modern, well-visited, well-visited Paris church. Obviously, the biggest thing that St. Valentine uh, is going to be uh, inspired was St. Valentine's Day. Uh, St. Valentine of Rome uh, created the, the day because that's um, when he was martyred, and, and it's celebrated on the 14th of February to, to honour the Christian martyr. February 14th is St. Valentine's Day in the Lutheran calendar of saints uh, which we'd already command. Uh, Valentine is also remembered in the Church of England with a commemoration on February the 14th as well. Uh, Yes uh, as for the actual origin of Valentine's Day being celebrated uh, it was mentioned uh, in Geoffrey Chaucer's uh, Parliament of Fowls and it's in the fictional contents of an old tradition but it did not exist before Chaucer which is why some people uh, associate him with creating uh, Valentine's Day as it is uh, So, yeah uh, also during the Middle Ages it was believed that birds paired with uh, up uh, in mid-February and this was then associated with the romance of Valentine. Uh, although these legends differ, uh, Valentine's Day is still widely recognised as a day for romance and devotion and love for, for one's family and uh, significant others. Although it is much more commercialised and um, uh, expected to spend money at that point now. Uh, as for the associated uh, The next sort of thing is associated relics Which we've already talked about a little bit With the flower uh, crown uh, Alleged skull uh, school of St. Valentine being Exhibited in the basilica of Santa Maria In Cosmoden in Rome uh, And then Multiple other places around the world Alright And I think we'll just quickly cover St Valentine's Day or some modern bits about St Valentine's Day um and then we'll wrap up this episode i think so yeah um I think this is something we might have mentioned before, but uh, the U.S. Greeting Card Association estimates that approximately 190 million Valentine's uh, cards are sent uh, each year in the U.S. About half of those are given to family members instead of uh, to significant others. Uh, when the Valentine exchange cards made in school activities are uh, included, the figure goes up to one billion as well. So. Uh, uh, and teachers become, uh, become the people receiving the most valentines. The average valentine spending has increased every year in the US from $108 uh, one hundred and eight a person in 2020, uh, and then this only goes up to 2013, which is then $131. But I imagine that's going up still now. Uh, the rise of the internet popularity at the turn of the millennium is creating new traditions many of millions of people Use digital means of trading and sending Valentine's Day greeting messages uh, Like e-cards and love coupons and printable greeting cards Valentine's Day is considered by some to be a hallmark holiday due to its commercialization uh, It's also not a recognized public holiday in uh, in any country but it is still important to a lot of people Uh, as for everything else is there any stats on the UK here there's some stats uh, for the UK, yeah. in 1868, uh, the British chocolate company Academy created fancy boxes. A decorative ch- uh, box of chocolates in the shape of a half of Valentine's Day. Boxes of filled chocolate quickly become associated with the holiday. In the second half of the 20th century, the practice of a- exchanging cards was extending to all manner of gifts and included giving of jewellery and stuff like that. Uh, and since the 19th century, handwritten notes have been uh, Given way to mass-produced greeting cards in the UK uh, as well, just under half the population send money on their uh, on their Valentines, uh, spend money on their Valentines right, and around 1.9 billion pounds was spent in 2015 on cards, flowers, chocolates, and other gifts. Uh, let's see if I can find any stats uh, of recent years, and then we'll wrap up. All oh, right. yeah, I could uh, find uh some stats. Uh, so uh for twenty twenty one uh the um the American spending on Valentine's Day was twenty one point eight billion dollars. Uh and is the second highest year on record according to annual surveys. Uh, but um in 2022 it's predicted to be a little higher or I suppose a lot higher if you want to categorize it like that at 23.9 billion which is still an extra 2 billion so that's a ridiculous amount um, so yeah and so yeah more than half uh, about 53% of US consumers plan to celebrate the holiday in 2022 up from 52% in 21 in 2021 and more than three-quarters of the celebrating indicate it is important to do so given the current state of the pandemic which is fair enough Uh, As for UK stats uh, It would help if I could spell UK Uh, uh, Valentine's Day spending Uh, It's found that 40 million Brits 76% celebrated it in 2021 and uh 1.3 billion dollars was spent uh in the uk on just cards uh, in this in 2022 and the total spending of 926 million or 23 pound per person in 2021 down from 2020 is 1.45 billion 35 pounds per person so it went down a little in 2021 as opposed to 2020 which is interesting but it's now back on the rise for 2022 or at least that's how it's predicted to be so yeah um it's still very profitable for people i'm sure but that's not what's really important as long as you're enjoying the time with your loved ones and your family um yeah I think that's a good point to sort of wrap up on. Well, I hope we Well, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day, whether you celebrate or not. Uh, I'm sure Heather would say the same if she was here. Like I said, if you want to go give her some uh, well wishes and stuff like that, that would be really appreciated. Other than that, we should both be back uh, for the next episode, uh, um, or at least we can hope. Um, otherwise, we'll catch you um, very soon with uh, whatever we we will be talking about next. So uh, have a great week or two weeks and don't forget to geek thyself. Bye Bye guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the NerdSmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org and please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts we'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode and until then don't forget to geek thyself